0: Hey PopeCast, how are we doing? It's your good buddy Ian Pope, back to you live in living color once again. The PopeCast has been rolling on for gosh darn it, it feels like a decade now. But um, I don't even know why I brought that up because I don't have any real number to give you as far as how long it's been going on. But it's been going great. It's been going surprisingly great. When you start a venture like this, um, when I do specifically, you know, I would expect it to stop a long time ago now. And uh, the only reason I haven't, I think, is because for one, it's super easy to do. Um, Press record and talk. And those two things I found myself capable of. The second reason that is probably more exciting than um, being able to have fingers and a voice box is the fact that you guys are tuning in. The listenership is always... Always surprising to me. If you guys have been around for a while on the show, you know that I talk about this often, but we've been going coast to coast here in the United States. California, Utah, holding it down on the West Coast. Iowa, Illinois, Michigan um, in the Midwest. Florida out on the East Coast. And then the United Kingdom. Shocking. We have listenership out there. And also, even more shocking than all of the aforementioned, is uh, Zimbabwe and the country of South Africa. So, howdy out there, howdy doody from uh, those of us here in Iowa, in Des Moines, Iowa. Um, We don't typically say howdy doody. Don't go tell your friends that that is the vernacular of the people of Iowa. That is just um, a caricature, we shall say, right? A caricature. Um, which I'm fine being a caricature. I'm fine being the one example that you have of what people in Des Moines, Iowa are like. I think that I will uh, be a positive representation of that. And um, but just know, you know, not all, not all are like me here, for better or for worse. Just as the Popecast is recorded every week for better or worse with one take, no edits. Um, and, uh, you get what you get, you know, so it's just kind of a stream of conscience rambling to you guys here. I kind of just try to get in the zone and the flow and just, um, speak about whatever pops into my head. So that's what we got going. I want to start off this week by thanking Sean Dangler, who shouted out the PopeCast on his monthly newsletter. He has been amassing a list of emails for some time now, people that he keeps in touch with about his comedy shows and just about all things entertainment that he appreciates. Um, And he included the Popecast in that newsletter this month, and for that we are grateful. Um, I've been noticing, actually, a uh, spike in some uh, numbers. So that's cool, guys. The uh, downloads that have happened after that, Shout out from Sean. We're noticeable and we're noticed. So thank you, Sean, for that. And um, thank you, Sean, also. He's the guy that's been booking these theater shows that uh, have been going on. I talked a little bit on a previous episode about the Knoxville Grand Theater Show. A sellout. Over 200 people packed into the historic Knoxville Grand Theater on the square down in Knoxville, Iowa. That was a tremendous night. Sean is the host of those shows. Does a great job hosting. And has uh, booked another theater show. We will be taking over the historic Wayne Theater in Cordon, Iowa. Um, That will be happening here in the next few weeks. Super excited about that. Hoping we can sell out that place too. And uh, nothing more exciting than performing in front of large crowds of people. I got a couple smaller shows on the horizon too uh, bar shows, uh, Groucho's Comedy Night is returning soon. Um, I went ahead and set that up essentially for a group text, a group chat of my buddies. Um, so that is, uh, as far as booking that show, when I used to host an open mic there back in the day when I used to live basically right next door to Groucho's, a bar with, that's named after a comedian that, um, is a perfect venue for a small little bar show. So that show will probably be, you know, performed for a crowd of twenty raucous barflies, and that'll be just as exciting as that last show with, you know, two, two to two hundred and twenty people. So you get a crowd of twenty in a small room, and uh, it can feel just like a crowd of two hundred. So I'm really looking forward to that. Um, the McAllisters Boys is what that group chat is called because. um, we would meet at McAllister's for lunch. I kind of forced myself into the group. The group existed before I did, and I kind of just showed up and never left. So now, uh, for better or worse, whether they want to get rid of me or not, they got me. So I decided how I booked that show was just to send a text message to the group chat and say, hey, um, you guys all want to be on this show. So luckily, um, the group chat is uh, some very funny guys in there Five of the funniest young boys that you got here in um, Des Moines, comedy-wise. And I will say this as a side note. I'm just thinking about it tangentially here. But um, the funniest people that I know don't do stand-up comedy. You know what I'm saying? I've got uh, some very funny group chats. There's some very funny people um, that are freaking hilarious. That... Have better things to do with their time than do stand up, honestly. Um, so, shout out! I'll just na- shout out to my good buddy Matt McCormick, um, who is a one of the reasons why I even started to do stand up in the first place. Um, just talking to him at the bar, um, he was the bartender up there at my uh, favorite establishment, Rest in Peace Mustards Restaurant, and. Um, just the banter that we would have back and forth was just so fun that I was like, man, I got to figure out how to do more of this. And so that was a main, a big reason why I even wandered down this path. Um, Dominic and Anthony, you guys are always listening. These are two of the funniest motherfuckers I know. Trying, to try not to swear, but, um, that was how I could express that. These guys pricelessly hilarious, way funnier than me and have better things to do with their time than to, uh, than to um, Dilly Dally and the stand-up comedy. But that's just how it is. So when people say, when they, when they book a show, these are the funniest people in Iowa. Um, they're not the funniest people in Iowa who are on stand-up comedy shows. This is a little bit of a peek behind the curtain. People may resist this. Um, especially I could see people in the stand-up world resisting this they could be the funniest people who do stand-up comedy and quite likely you know that's the case there are so many hilarious people that are performing stand-up at a pretty high level here in des moines iowa i had a friend astutely point out who i will not name for the sake of uh that this take some may see as a little cutting a little bit of a cutting take but it's very accurate that des moines iowa has tons of amateur comedians who who act and pretend as though they are professional comedians. I'll pause to let that sink in for a second, okay? Whereas other places will have a lot of people who are feverishly trying to make stand up their profession and treating it as such. And so these are two totally different worlds. Not saying even that one is better than the other because as my friend who made this astute point pointed out, um, it seems to suck a lot of the fun out of it in that latter scenario when they are treating it, you know, as this life or death serious, serious thing. Um, How little of fun does that sound? So I um, try to wallow in the middle ground, not wallow. I try to thrive in the middle ground, the middle ground being... um, you know, this is a fun, stupid thing that um, <laughs> that I uh, do to pass the time, you know? So I don't know where I was going with that. But uh, yeah, anyway, excited to do more of those theater shows, though, regardless. So I would, I would consider myself to be not even an amateur comedian, somewhere below that. I um, I tally up the money that I make doing stand-up comedy every year, and it's like, you know, hundreds of dollars, which feels pretty cool to make money, um, making people laugh with words that you've written, but it's, you know, far from my bread-and-butter livelihood that is keeping the lights on, you know what I'm saying? So it's a game. It's a toy game, and one that I enjoy. It's all about... uh it's all about perspective, right? It's all about being honest with yourself. But a lot of people would like to present it. A lot of people here in Des Moines who I really like um would try to present it as though this is some sort of a of an all serious professional endeavor where they are just out there grinding the hardest, you know, people like to get booked so they can tell people that they're booked, I guess, primarily, you know, so that but not even tell people but just tell other comedians and I, that's always pretty funny to me so going to open mics to be seen versus like actually trying to do funny stand-up i don't know oh that reminds me um t comedy club sold recently from the very capable and funny and and uh charismatic and lovable and hardworking sid juarker sold t Kept Tee Hees open and afloat all throughout the pandemic, waves and waves. and um, I was lucky enough to perform on several shows during COVID down there, which was always crazy. And um, Sid's energy alone was the thing that kept Tee Hees open throughout all that time. So, uh, big shout out to Sid. It seems like it would have been an exhausting endeavor, just day in and day out. Um, he's such a talented performer and such a funny guy. That um, people would oftentimes want him to be on shows, and he would feel the need to host shows to make sure that the level stayed at one that um, was representative of the club that he wanted to, you know, uh, pridefully take ownership in. So it's easy to see how Sid got burnt out over the uh, course of uh, months and months and months of of um, you know his energy. Like I said, being the main life force behind the fact that the club was able to stay open. So. Sid has sold the club and become engaged to be married. So a very exciting, um, a very exciting month it's been for him and for his young, young new family, um, unit that has kind of taken shape there. So, um, Dave Bowman Dave Bollman is the new primary owner of Teehee's Comedy Club. Dave loves comedy, um, as much, if not more than, than anybody I know. He's a real, "Quote unquote student of the game," you know what I'm saying. So, Dave will be a uh, life force, all in and of his own, in his own kind of style. Behind T. He's as that uh, T. moves in to, um, you know, moves into the next uh, next uh, chapter. So, and then the booking, the talent man behind, blow up his inbox. A.J. Simmons, minority owner of the club. Um, kind of will have a very talented designer. Um, he's the guy who designed the Dean Del Rey website. If you go to deandelray.com, uh, I think that's what it is. Uh, you'll see C.A.J.'s design work on there. He is the uh, the lifeblood behind the No Sleep podcast, one of the most popular um, podcasts here out of the Midwest. Check out No Sleep on all platforms. And he's also the um, the producer of the most successful um the biggest selling the all that you want to say all the most positive attributes that you can give to a singular comedy show the no sleep um show which is kind of the pinnacle of all shows that that everybody is kind of striving to be on he's the guy who uh, who is the energy source and the uh the main creative brain behind the no sleep uh no sleep comedy show. There have been other people. Let me pause for a drink here. Celsius Energy Drink, the big sponsor of the podcast. I'm on that Celsius today. No aspartameme. I don't know what that is, but it sounds like I'm thankful there's no aspartame in there. Gosh darn it, aren't we all? No high fructose corn syrup. Boy, how did that get a bad rap pretty quickly? We now know that we want all of our fructose corn syrup to be low. Oh, Low fructose corn syrup is the way to go. So I hope that's what we got in this Celsius. Let me just take a swig quick. Oh man, that's refreshing. Sparkling kiwi guava. Goodness gracious. Um, what was I saying? Oh, some people who produce different shows try to hype their own show as like the biggest selling or the highest selling or things like that. And it's all promotional game. I get it. No shame in the promotions game. Say what you want, you know. Um, this right here, the Popecast, is the biggest Pope is the biggest podcast in the gosh darn world, you know, in the uh, in all in all hemispheres, Western Hemisphere, Eastern Hemisphere, you know, North America, South America, latitude, longitude, um, global baby. So I get the promotions game, I respect it, um, but there is one king of uh, Des Moines comedy. There's one show. That is on the top of the list of everybody involved in comedy who's paying attention. That you want to be on, and that's the uh, that's the No Sleep, No Sleep show. So shout out to the new ownership of Teehee's Comedy Club, taking the club into the next generation. Thanks, shout out to Sid for making it all possible, man. That's crazy. Oh, time time marches on, you know. Time marches on. For me, I feel like I'm getting a lot older, just like we all um, are so lucky to be doing. I'm at the age right now where if I hear one night stand, I just assume that my wife made a furniture purchase, you know, (laughs) there's going to be a dresser flat packed and drop shipped to our front door. And I'm going to be spending the next four to six hours on the floor of the bedroom somewhere in the house, um, tiny wrench in hand trying to figure out how to put this goddamn thing together you know how come when the Amish build furniture everybody's impressed and when I build furniture people just assume that it's IKEA you know it's not right It doesn't make sense to me Um, it takes plenty of skill to assemble some of this shit some of this particle board essentially, like, pressed cardboard furniture that is just inundating our lives right now. I mean, I don't know. Once upon a time, the inheritance for a child would have been, like, their parents' nice trunk that came over on the boat and a couple of pieces of handmade furniture that they would fight over, you know? Maybe a a recipe book Something like that. These days, uh, my kid's inheritance is gonna be, you know, a couple of pieces of this prefab furniture that I didn't do that great of a job assembling, so it's a little wobbly. A one gallon Ziploc bag of those shitty little wrenches and uh, all of the recipe cards from our our HelloFresh meals. So, (laughs) that's what we're passing on you know time change everything changes this is why this is why people long for nostalgia I think in a lot of ways you know we don't need to run down the laundry list of things that are right and wrong about then and now and that's been covered by smarter people on on uh, on on other platforms but I will say that the quality of furniture these days is dwindling I don't even know if you can buy furniture that is preassembled anymore I don't know if they will just sell you a dresser, you know, I don't even know if that's possible. It probably is. I assume just in like a different category, a different price point than the one that we are uh, currently putting our furniture budget towards. But if we could get a furniture of any sort, I assembled a couple of twin beds last week, a dresser, a nightstand, uh, I've assembled you know, basically everything that's in this house, I think was flat-packed and shipped to us besides like our couches uh, one of which was also shipped I had to put the legs on you know how I don't know this is first-world problems I guess but what I wouldn't do for a nice handmade Amish style quality dresser chest of drawers you know what I'm saying a chest of drawers that's what they used to call it back in the day and now it's um Now it's shit, is what they call it these days. I was in the car today. My daughter opened up the glove box. As we were sitting there waiting for school, I let her up in the front seat to open up the glove box. She said, Dad, what's this little door called? And I said, that's called the glove box. And she said, why, you keep gloves in there? And I was like, well, we don't anymore, I guess, necessarily. We could. It's just where we shove our junk. That's where we shove our napkins, our fast food napkins, and where you pray that you've added the registration to your vehicle whenever it comes time to show proof of it. But how important did gloves used to be that they needed their own compartment in a car, you know? They should call it the handgun box, something along those lines. I guess that's maybe how bad that heating used to be. There used to be no heat inside of a car, so you needed a special box to contain... The mittens that you would put on to make sure that you didn't freeze on the way to town. I don't know. The glove box is one of the great mysteries of the world. Um, I will say quickly that the mighty cyclones of Iowa State University have reached the Sweet 16. Um, For those of you who don't know, for those of you under a rock, the Sweet 16 is the final 16 teams competing in college basketball. One of the greatest sporting events here in America for sure. I gotta make sure to speak with an international flair now to know that I know it's not the World Cup of football. Football, I know it's not. Um, but it says college basketball and it's the biggest deal. Um, one of the biggest sporting events we've got. You know, the Super Bowl obviously takes the cake. The World Series, the baseball diehard, the baseball lover and me would like to. Mention that um the college football playoff you know sucks but i mean people would say that's great but to me the single greatest sporting event i'm just gonna say in the world is um is march madness so a team like the cyclones who won two games all of last year have now won two games in postseason play and reached rarefied air of the final sixteen teams standing, they've got a toss-up game against the Miami Hurricanes uh, to see who will be a member of the elite eight, the top top eight teams of the year. So it's just so crazy. I um, had a little mistiness come over my face when they uh, when they won that game, when they won that sweet sweet sixteen game the other night. I kind of got kind of got a little emotional momentarily. So it was cool to watch. This team that has kind of had quite the journey of struggling through conference play, frustrating to watch at times offensively, but plays hard and um, really plays a muck it up style of basketball where it's not, um, you know, they'll bring you down into the low scoring games. That's going to be lots of loose balls and lots of hands in passing lanes and, you know, maybe a fair amount of fouls depending upon the officiating crew. So... It'll just be really cool to see what happens. I always I take this approach, though, with the team. I guarantee they were going to lose the last game they played. Um, and I will guarantee that they will lose this game, too, because that's how sports works. As soon as you get your hopes up, as soon as you kind of uh, put yourself out there, then you are screwed. So I am going to go ahead and guarantee Cyclones will lose this game and probably lose by a lot, and it'll be humiliating. So that's what I'm just going to go ahead and say right there. I'm going to sign off on that note. It's been 22 minutes, a little bit longer than we do with a lot of these podcasts, but it's been a while since I've done one. So uh, buy some real furniture to uh, give to your children for their inheritance or maybe something better than that like land, huh? How about we do that? We go the land route. I hope you guys are doing good around the world. I hope that you meet somebody today and you make them smile. I hope that you are living your best life. And uh, trying your hardest to be part of the solution. Oh, one more thing. I like to stay out of the fray of a lot of these social conversations that go on because, you know, right now a trans swimmer apparently won some uh, won some award, won a ribbon, and everybody's up in arms because birth women didn't win it. Um, and I'm not going to be part of the solution of this uh, topic, you know. So I'm just not going to contribute to it in any way. See what I'm saying? It seems like that a lot of people would be better served to kind of take this approach. If I know that I can't be part of the big picture solution to a problem, um, all that I'm going to do is just contribute noise to it. And there's plenty of people contributing noise on topics just because they feel one type of way or they respond emotionally right away. And it's not saying that, um, it's not good to have emotions. I think it's great to have emotions. It's another thing to act on them, um, to act on them impulsively, I will say that. So try that, um, try that on for size guys. Let's just uh, let our emotions be that they may be and realize that sometimes um, you're gonna have to let everybody else hash it out to see who's right and who's wrong and which way's up and down and left and right. So. I hope that uh, this has been insightful. This is Ian Pope recording the Popecast from Des Moines, Iowa, 50311. Look it up. That's a mailbox uh, postal information. I don't know. Send me an email, I A N W P O P E at gmail.com. That's Ian W Pope at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you wherever you're at around the world. Thanks for tuning in. This has been Ian Pope on the Popecast. Good day.